Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness. You are listening to episode 191, The Sage Method with Isabeau Maxwell. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Well, welcome to Witchy Wellness, everybody. This is a show you learn how your body is and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. And today we can t- talk with the amazing Isabel Maxwell about all things intuitions versus your own intuitive ability and the sage method and so much more today. I'm so excited. This is a very witchy wellness worthy episode. One of the leading spiritual coaches in intuitive development Isabel Maxwell brings deep channel knowledge and personal understanding to spirituality. She has been helping people connect to their authentic, natural, intuitive abilities for over 15 years. Isabel is an internationally known medium, author, and teacher who has touched the lives of people throughout the whole world. Isabel is a founder of the Sage Method, a life-changing intuitive training program that teaches people how to open their intuitive abilities and live in thought and and live an authentic and blissful life. She is also the creator of the online community and app, The Sage Circle, Discovery Meditation, and she is the author of Cracking Open Adventures of the Reluctant Medium. Her newest project is the podcast Other Side Chats, where Esteba is ready to share her mission to humanize people in spirit and remind listeners that ghosts are people too. And I'm so honored to dive into the unknown with you today, Esteba. I have been looking forward to connecting with you. You and I connect on so many levels. So, oh yeah, it's going to get juicy. This is going to get like deep into the ethers, <laughs> into the quant, you know, the woo space. Um, but I always start off the same way is asking, we're always continually on this journey. You know, there's no just like I'm healed or I've ascended. I don't think we'd be here in this physical form if we were. <laughs> But how did you get into this work? There's always some beautiful hero's journey, even if it wasn't some full body awakening, but there's these, sometimes even if it's these little breadcrumbs through our lifetime, which is our intuition leading mm-hmm. the way. That's that's what I that's what I tap into in the show's motto. How did you start to align into your own flow to co-create the the work that you do now to help other people do the same? I would 
I would love to say that it was breadcrumbs for me, but it was, it was, yeah, it was a little different. It was really sort of a door slamming wide open and then me flailing through it for about a year or two (laughs) until I could figure out how everything worked. But I was a skeptic. I was in my early thirties. I was a complete skeptic. I wasn't I would say an active skeptic, like trying to disprove anything. I just didn't have any spirituality or religion in my life. And I also didn't believe in psychics and mediums and intuition and all of that. And then my grandmother back in 2005, my grandmother passed away and she was in Minnesota and I was in New Hampshire. And about an hour or so after my husband had taken the kids to go get, you know, wine and chocolate (laughs) And I was alone in the apartment and she showed up in my living room in spirit form, about 70% solid. And I was actually frightened. I was actually, you know, really shook because that's not something that was in my world or that I believed in at all. So I remember saying, I remember actually yelling at her, don't ever do that again. Like, if that's you, don't ever do that again. Like that was my first reaction And then she disappeared. She literally smiled and winked at me and disappeared. It it was that quick, but it was so solid. And afterwards, I instantly went to, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was that you? Have I been wrong? All these years, is this stuff real? And then my grief, literally my grief said, I have to find out if this is real. And in the beginning, I would probably admit that the large percentage of it was just wanting her back or wanting to be able to still talk to her. Little did I know they had plans for me. <laughs> so I uh, I didn't have anyone in my circles. I didn't have anyone that had any spirituality in their, their world either. So I had previously in a business venture hired a Tai Chi instructor to come into something. And so I went to him and I remember saying, okay, you're the weirdest one I know. Can you like help me with this? And he was just a love. So he helped me for a few months, got me to do yes and no intuition, which is such a good baseline. And I started to communicate with my grandmother and thought, this is wonderful. It's real. She gave me bits of proof that just, you can't walk away from, you know, she would give me something that within a few hours would happen. And so she worked super hard to get this thick headed girl to go, okay, all right. All right. Okay. It's, this is real. And after that, I started seeing other spirits and started um, telling some friends. And I worked with the spirit guide for about two years and he taught me how to hone my intuition. And there we go. (laughs) I know it was, it was, um, you know, and I'm, I try to be very real about it because it was awkward. I was worried about what people thought about me. I had all of those, um, all of that inner work still yet to do. I had done none of it. And uh, that's one thing that I tell people is one of the best side effects of honing your intuition is that you, in order to really strengthen it, you have to do the inner work. And when you do the inner work, what's that, that awesome side effect is that your life is better. It's just, so I'm very grateful that it all happened. Even though that sneaky little girl did it that first surprised me and shook me right out of my shoes that first time I love the little wink and the smile you can just feel the personality and the little I don't say sass but the you know the uh, you can say sass you can go right ahead and say sass for her 
Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. She's a sassy lady. What I love about that and like what I'm learning a deeper part, the fa- deeper, deeper, fa- different facet, I don't want to say deeper, different facet of the truth is like at the end of the day, like your grandma is really you. Like we all come from source and these are just different reflections of us. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, aren't we powerful beings to be able to like manifest? And it's like, you, you've set yourself up for like the accelerated PhD track of like awakening the intuition. You're like, <laughs> we're going to have a normal life up to this point, And then it's going to be, you know, like just a mm-hmm. switch on. And sometimes it's a switch. Sometimes it's little things that just keep you know, coming and coming. And sometimes it's a combination of the above. No journey is better than the other. It's just like what we've signed up for, but it's keeping us on the track or rerouting us to learn how to listen to the intuition. And I I mean, for me, that's like what we're here for is like to experience like the Ram Dass quote, like we're all just walking each other back home. Like to experience intuition is experience ourself, source, God, universe, whatever you call it. Um, and, and along the way, right. You get to come up against yourself, come up against those programs, those false beliefs. And we, when we start doing this work and even when we're our seasoned at it, cause it's, I mean, like, I would love to say that like some, some days it's just like, you don't know what is up and down and you have to keep doing your practices to become present and trust yourself. But let's jump into like, intuition is speaking to us versus us getting stuck in our head and those like anxious spiraling thoughts. And how can we like understand those difference? Because sometimes it's really tricky. Like for me, those thoughts and those programs are like very sneaky little sly, sly things. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Aren't they? And, and what the one thing I find when it comes to developing your intuition distinguishing between imagination and intuition, things like this, I find that the sensations and the feelings involved are so subtle at first, and that's the kicker. But once you lay your awareness on them and you continue to do that over and over, then you start to feel the subtle difference between the two. And that's really what I I work with people on is to say, hey, when it comes to imagination, intuition, for example, when it comes to your mind, just sort of making up thoughts and you're not sure, did I make that up or didn't I make that up? Imagination is a push. Intuition is a pull. And they're very, they're very subtle. It's very, it's a very subtle difference. It's hard to know, but there are two things that I tell people. Once you have a moment, if you do doubt that moment, go back and say, was I being pulled? Was I being surprised? Was I being, um, you know, really like, oh, I didn't see that coming or was I pushing it? Was I trying, you know, was I trying too hard to find out and holding yourself in that space and looking back on your moment and going, how did it feel? That's bringing it into your conscious awareness of what was my energy doing, pushing or pulling. And once you do that, you can, then you start to feel the pull or the push during the moment. And then that's when you know, oh, okay, this is really intuition for me. I'll be honest. It took me a few years to really solidly get to that point where I knew 
100% this is intuition coming in or 100% this is not, this is totally me. (laughs) I am totally making this up. And the other thing too is I was going to mention two things. The other thing is to rinse and repeat. You know, if something comes through, rinse and just like, whether it's imagining a whiteboard in front of you and you wipe it clean, whatever the story was going through your head, wipe that board clean, Um, you know, do like a ground clear kind of protect or grounding and clearing the room and then sit with it again, see what comes through. And lastly, I would say if at all possible, you can get your intent out of the way, then it will be purely intuition. Because when you want, that's when everything comes through. People are like, well, it's hard to get information for myself. It is. It's super hard to get information for yourself because you want something. Should I, I'm going to ask my intuition if I should buy that new car? It says, yes. All right, let's go. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> and that's the light side of it. The, the heavier side is, is my sister going to be okay? Do you know what I mean? And so when we are attached to the outcome, it's it's really, really, really difficult to get pure intuitive moments. So just I tell people if you can, if it's possible to take the emotion and the care and set it aside, create that magical, mystical little box of yours, put it in the box, you know you're gonna take it right back on when you're done. And if you can sit with it saying, I don't care what the answer is, I really don't. I don't care whatever the if you can get to that space, then you can get more of a pure intuitive moment. Ooh, easier said than done. I, I know like in those yeah. moments if whether it's the, the care, the worry, and sometimes desperation too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I need this money or I, I need huh? this person to be okay or I need to be okay. Yeah. And I was that which leads me to my next question is like, how do we get there to that like listening point? And like let, like let's dive deeper in there because for me emotionally speaking, we'd be like, I had to work through like not wanting to feel my emotions. So, you know, those got pushed down and having, allowing them come up, release them and like what's under, what's underneath. And for me, I I rarely, something really gets me in that present moment and I'm able to listen. If I'm stuck in my head, journaling helps a lot. I'll start writing a little bit about me and then something, you know, higher self, whatever comes over and it's writing to me, to mm-hmm. me. And I read, I go, Oh, did I just do that? No. Some, 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 I did, but some higher version of myself. So that's what I needed to hear. And that's what a lot of my podcasts, solo episodes end up being or channel messages to me, but everybody else needs to hear. But what are some like ways that we can get into that receiving mode is kind of rest, rest and digest, but the receiving mode instead of, cause we're such a solar go, 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 do, do, do society. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. this, and that's like the opposite of, well, I think aligned action is needed, but it's the opposite of just sitting still and, and listening. So what's your take on that? And like, how can we start to, to build that skill? Cause it is a skill. It is a skill. And isn't it hard to sit still with yourself? It really is. So step one, admit that it's hard to sit still with yourself <laughs> and say, okay, I'm about to step into this thing. It's difficult to do. You know, what do you, I, I don't want to think about that. I want to distract myself. I want to go do something else. <laughs> so the emotional component, yeah, it can be, it can be really tough to allow things to come up because 
if they were easy to deal with, you wouldn't have stuffed them down in the first place. You wouldn't have hidden them in the first place. For my um, pattern of, you know, throughout my childhood and early um, 20s, my pattern was putting absolutely everyone first in every way, shape or form, and then fabulously walking through my life bitter about it. So it was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. When I opened up intuitively the the work that that first spirit guide that I met, I, I lovingly call him big dog. And the work that he had me do at first, I was so resistant because it was like, well, why this has nothing to do with intuition. Why? I don't want to go solve my problems with, <laughs> but he walked me through all of that. And everything that I would sit with and would come up and I could release and I could process through, or I could learn, or I could change those old habits or learning how to say no, learning how to take care of myself, those types of things. All of that, when you get rid of that stuff, it's as if you're taking sandbags off of your shoulders and you you have to uncover yourself in order to be able to receive the intuition that you're really looking for. Every single person has incredibly strong intuition. I've been teaching the SAGE method since 2008 now And I witnessed people go through the seven-week course and come out of it at the other end going, whoa, I did not know I could do this. And it's like, yeah, because you did all the work for seven weeks. And it's all the stuff, all the work that you did that did it. Really, the key to accessing that strong intuition, which personally, my opinion is it's not um, designated for just a few special people. We all have it. It's totally natural. It's one of our six senses. We live in a world today that it it would be as if they said to every baby, you can't taste, nobody has taste buds, you can't taste anything. And so everybody really believed that they can't. And that's part of the block, but the big block for each individual would be what's covering up that intuition. It's already there, it's already within you. It's already super strong and extremely accurate. It's just every um, piece of clutter that you have, emotional, physical environment. So that would be my first word of advice is to look at the clutter that's with you and dive into that inner work. For me, when I need to kind of (laughs) recenter, I will find any way I can to connect with mother earth. If I am by water, if I am, you know, bare feet to earth, whatever that is, that brings me back every single time. Just doing, if you, if I can't get outside, I'll do a five second ground. It's like, okay, just acknowledging her, like, get me centered get me centered. But the the number one tip I would say that's that's the big piece that I always I always like to tell people is and I know your listeners know because they they have you which is awesome and you've been telling them the, the same wisdom as well is heal heal yourself put your you know put yourself first start to love yourself and and get through those and then everything starts to expand the clutter starts to fall off intuition can start to come through more clearly but one little key thing that can be a big game changer for a lot of people is to defocus. All right. So now we've done some inner work. We're sitting down and we just really want to have an intuitive moment. We want to ask a question. And I would say to defocus, defocus and detach from the agreed upon reality. Everything that you're trying to hear, feel, or see intuitively is not in the solid. It's in between the solid. So 
let go of the, that this is why when something catches out of the corner of your eye and you turn and look, you can't see it. It's because when you turn and look, your eyes are landing on solid things, trying to find it. So you're focused, right? Everything that we want to experience isn't in the material world. It's in between the molecules. So defocus, you know, sit four feet away from a wall, look at the space right in between, defocus and just relax. And then ask the questions and let it come through. And know that sometimes the questions that we want to ask aren't always the questions we should ask. You know, it's a little, that's cheeky in itself, but it's true. Sometimes it's, sometimes we receive more when we sit, we relax, we defocus and we say, what is it that you want me to know? Sometimes we actually get more information that way. So much better than asking if I should get a new car. (laughs) (laughs) New cars are great. Not smacking down, you know, new cars, but yeah. But like, yeah, for sure. That's the, and for me, oh my gosh, I forget who wrote it, but uh, same thing. I, I call it open focus. The open yes. focus book or open focus life is the new book you just came out with. Same thing is you, instead of being this narrow point of focus, whether it's like work, stress, your, your manifestations, your life versus like focusing on the space between or like the space yes. between your eyes or even on your body. It is so powerful. And he did all these research um, years ago and still does. And that was the number one thing to get people in like heart and mind coherence. And our heart is actually way bigger electromagnetically than our brain. So once we get those two in coherence, it means working together in the same same wavelength. So just, I think of like, um, oh, like one of those music timers. That's like, yeah. To- talk you know um but it's it's very powerful that that's what opens you up to receive that intuition that that knowing the messages that you actually need to hear and not when like you beautifully explained not pushing and trying with that emotion and that intention behind it so yeah and you have to want to hear right too you also have to be you have to be ready to just to be a vulnerable and a, a little bit of a layer there with your guides, your team, your loved ones, source. Uh, I work with people all over the world, all different uh, paths of spirituality. So whatever your source is, you need to be um, slightly vulnerable in saying to that source, I'm willing to receive whatever guidance you have. And at first it, it can, <laughs> we can block ourselves with that because it's like, well, okay, well, what if they tell me I can't get the car? then I'm just not, <laughs> but you know, it, solidly it's, it's easier every time you do it and you get more relaxed and you learn to trust. And over time, when you follow their guidance, you, you learn that you're okay. And this is a team that, that loves you unconditionally. And it really, like you said at the beginning, it's you. So you're guiding you and you've set this beautiful plan up and you want to get to that, you know, those next steps. So allow yourself to help yourself get there. Yeah. And for me, I, one of my programs I always have to be mindful about is I'm behind. I'm always rushing around. There's more, I want to get a lot done this lifetime. Instead sinking into that feeling of like, it's all in divine timing. Like I created this. 
I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And that is the kind of energy to get you where you want to be, but to be here now and be be in the energy, that frequency now to receive that information, to be able to take that aligned action because I'm mm-hmm. equally a proponent of, we still have to take the action. We still have to live here, right? We still live in this, this 3D environment. Um, I would love to just about a take it all day long, but not not there. Maybe one day I'll manifest that. <laughs> um, but you 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 hinted at it before. You teach the SAGE method, which stands for spirituality, alignment, growth, and empowerment. All my favorite words <laughs> right there. I love those words love so much. Them. Yep. Could you dive into more like I'm sure we already covered it, but like what specifically what that sage method looks like. It sounds like a seven week container, all the fun, juicy details for us to, to tap into that intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been teaching it, like I said, since 2008 and I didn't expect to uh, teach anything like this for me. When I first opened up, my first instinct was go to a class and go learn how to use your intuition. And I went to about three or four different classes at three or four different teachers and found that all they did was say, um, here, read the card or tell me what's coming through. And it's like, well, if I could, I wouldn't be here (laughs) asking you to show me how. (laughs) So a lot of the courses out there, it's, it's, you know, practice, 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 and, you know, let your natural intuition come through. And I'm just not wired that way. And if I'm not wired that way, that means I know there's a lot of other people that are not wired that way as well. For some people, they can, they can literally go sit next to a lake, never having an intuitive experience, sit down, close their eyes and say, today is the day my intuition opens. And they can just sink right on in. Do you know what I mean? But then there are other people that need to, it, it, they don't need to, but it helps them to understand how things work. It helps them to understand how they're, you know, how they're accessing it, how they're holding themselves, all that type of stuff. And I had to walk through all of that with my guide for those first two years. So I started with a few classes that didn't really help very much, met the guide, and I, the whole idea of teaching and learning and it sort of fell away. I was literally just hanging out with this guide and following his instructions. Little did I know over the course of two years, he would walk me through all of these steps, this sort of formula. And he sat me down afterwards. I'm now a professional intuitive. I'm, you know, doing readings for clients, uh, doing some community gatherings, things like this. And that's when he sat me down and he said, everything we did over the last two years, you need to go back and put it together and give it to other people. And that's when I went, oh, you walked me through something. I didn't even realize you did. So that's how the SAGE method was born. It's uh, really a formula. The beginning of it is regaining your awareness, like regaining your uh, position and alignment and understanding who you are, what your programming is. Uh, I love, I love that. And what really do you want to do about it? Who are you at your core? What is your authentic spirit versus what you were taught to be type thing? For some people, certain things align, they don't, we take a good look at that. Then the second part of the course is really understanding how everything works. How is it that 
my grandmother's me and I'm my grandmother and how are all the souls connected and how does information come through and how, if you're doing a reading as a medium, are you talking to this grandmother? Is that the higher self? You know, all of those things are explored. And then throughout the whole course, there's little, little bits to say, Hey, try this, try this, try this. But it's not till those last couple of weeks where there's these really awesome experiments that I have people walk through that they get to figure out how intuition flows for them as well. And the experiments are set up in a very particular way in that they're going to have you test your own intuition in numerous different ways in order to see which ones are your strengths, how it flows for you. And then you get to put them all together in the end. I love the course. Absolutely. Can you tell I love the course? (laughs) It's so fun to watch. And I have so many different people come through. Um, We've had thousands of students all over the world at this point, but I have had, I, I get to watch so many unique styles I know one student recently who actually this is a couple of years back. She figured out through the course that the way that she can get information is to create with her imagination, a diorama and then allow that diorama, her intuition to allow it to fill that diorama in. And then all of a sudden everything just went wide open for her. And she had been for years trying to do it like everyone else did. And once she figured out, Oh, and, you know, tested and tried this and went here and went there and then went, wow, this is how it is. I know a gentleman that when he gets an image through the course, he's able to figure out, okay, I get an image. The only, and it, it would never move. It wouldn't do anything else until he dove into the image. So he had to imagine himself diving into the middle of it and then another one and then another one. So he kind of like dives his way through his intuition. And it's fascinating for me. If you can tell, I absolutely love it. I love watching how unique everyone is. Yeah. And I love that you explain it that way because we're all unique, having unique experiences. So how we tap into ourselves and intuition is going to be unique. And for me, that changes. Mm-hmm. That completely changes um, year to year, sometimes day to day, but like overall, how I get into my alignment, how I tap into the source of quantum, whatever you want to call it, it changes. And yeah. that's okay too. Yes. And and not to be like scare anybody with that, but just like just with life, you change and your vibration is going to change. So that might mean like you still have these core ways that tap into your intuition and yourself, but it's you're continually growing you're continually raising that vibration too. And that's okay. (laughs) Exactly. The, the woman that had the diorama experience where she would create this, I mean, she could, at this point, you know, she didn't hear anything. She just saw something and now she probably could hear something and, or maybe submersing herself in an entire room of information. So it will morph and change as it goes because we do. 100%. Oh my gosh. I'm like loving this conversation, but we're going to have to start closing the show down. Was there anything (laughs) else that you feel called intuitively to to talk about or cover, speak on before we start to close down? I think my biggest thing would be to take care of yourself. It's, It's the hardest thing, but 
for me, what I found and I discovered in myself and I've witnessed in so many others walking through the SAGE method is that's like the last thing we want to do, even though we want something else, but the something else is going to come when we take care of ourselves. So it's kind of a kicker. It's like, if you're struggling with it, I would say rip that bandaid off, do something in form of self-care every single day and start to see that flow, you know, start to begin and you can step into it and things will start to move. Beautiful. And it's funny how, how energy works. Your audio was fine the entire time, but as you say, things start to move. When you said the word move, it got glitchy. It went really slow on my end. So I, I, I think that's hilarious. I feel like you're fine now, but I just had to say that to everybody else, depending on if it actually is on the recording. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Listen, everybody, ding, ding, ding. things will start to move. Move very much move don't you love electronics and spirituality those two things can oh sometimes clash in the most fun ways oh yeah i i was um i have this private well i private we have group coaching program that i'm 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 part of and we do a lot of like lives in our private group and this weekend my heart was so open it hasn't been that that wide open in a long time because i've been working through a lot of deep programs lately and it kept kicking me off. It kept ending. Anytime I'd like start talking and my heart like blossom open again, it would be like kicked off, kicked off, can't connect to the internet. Can't. I'm like, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's just a reconfirmation. Sometimes the things we think are in the way, they're actually leading the way, just like just like the the tagline for witching wellness. But yeah, thank you so much, Isabel, for coming on Absolutely. today. Oh, it's so lovely. Just reconfirming what both of us already know and love to sink ourselves into. And I hope that every single one of you guys, the listeners got a lot out of this too. We'll link everything, including the Sage Method in the show notes. But how may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today, Isabel? In return of today, gratitude, what I would say is tell somebody that you love them today. Tell somebody that you love them. And that that's that's where it all starts. Mm, I love that. And don't forget that that someone can be you as well, in addition to exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's also so needed. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for diving into the unknown with us today. It was such a pleasure and honor chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.